Kurt Bentley, in your early life, after being born and raised, or I'm not sure how long you were in Arizona when you were young, you go to Vermont for a period, you transfer to Vanderbilt in Nashville. What did spending time in different corners of the country teach you about music so early in your life and career? Oh, man, I've never been asked that question. It's, you know, throughout all those all that stuff you mentioned, you know, I wasn't really I wasn't really looking around me like a different. Uh, you know, when I was in Vermont, I wasn't like taking it. I guess this is like I tried to listen to fish because everyone loves fish up there, but I never really could get into it. Um, but I was really looking inward. I was always just listening to music and 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 uh, at seventeen, really country music at that. Um, I listened to country music growing up in Arizona with my dad, and I figured you know, out west. I thought that's where the center of country music was because we were in the west and we had two big radio stations and. Lots of wearing cowboy hats because there's a lot of people riding horses. And when I moved to Nashville, I realized that people didn't think Arizona was the center of the country music world. It's more of a southern thing. Um, but even when I was in Vermont, I was just I was just listening to music. I was just digging through, digging through. I, you know, you listen to Hank Jr. and you find out that Hank Jr. loves, you know, Ray Charles, and so you start listening to Ray Charles music, and you just start digging, going further back. And so I was always kind of um, inward on an inward discover. Uh, discovery. Then I moved to Nashville, and that led to discovering bluegrass music. So I started going down those roads. So, you know, I really didn't start looking around me until I had a, you know, I was on the road on a tour bus and started taking in the country through the front, you know, windshield of the bus and started seeing more um, what all the different pieces that go into the making uh, making up this country that we live in. Uh, it was more of an internal search throughout those younger years of my life. Well, and because you just mentioned it, on a quick side note, just because I'm interested, because you attended the University of Vermont, yeah, I, I was curious if you were ever. You said you couldn't quite get into it, but what kind of presence did the band Fish still have on the campus while you were a student? God, they were big, man. I mean, and don't get me wrong, great music. It's awesome. I was just so militant about country music that anything that wasn't country was like, uh, you know, I, I, I was just, I was the kid that there's a bar there called JP's. It was like the country bar, and all my friends would be over, you know, trying to pick up girls and at the Blarney Stone, I'd be there hanging out with the locals over at JP's, you know, playing, playing Johnny Cash and weighing on the jukebox, and I'd actually grab a guitar and sing some songs there, so. Uh, but they still played um, a place called Nectars, and uh, it was huge. Their influence was big. I mean, people love that love that band, and I get it. Um, I think for me, I was just it just wasn't my my thing. I think I became more open to that music now, or at least maybe in my thirties, I became more open to music other than country or bluegrass. But for many years, there once I did, once I knew what I wanted to do, which is seventeen years old, uh, for about a good a good fifteen years. If not more, uh, that's all I listened to. You know, like I said, militantly, I just got rid of all my other CDs. If you got in my truck, you're listening to country music, and that's the way it was, and was for a long time. I'm a little, little, little more open to the sources of music now, a lot more. But uh, I, you know, for the formative years, I was just very into country. Well, how do you look back on that decision to transfer to Vanderbilt and move to the musical capital of the country when you did? Why, why was it the right time? And what specifically did did it yeah. do in that moment? Yeah, man, I uh, I was just it's like a I don't want to say word a disease. That's not that's an unfair thing to say, but it's just a, a call, you know, a calling. It's just a, it's an obsession, I guess, is what it is. 
and I just knew I needed to be in Nashville. And uh, I didn't have the, I was always a pretty poor student, you know, solid C's were pretty good grade for me. But um, when I was up there at, at uh, Vermont, I knew I needed to be in Nashville. And I had a friend that went to Vanderbilt who loved country music, and he had some other family that had gone there, so I knew he could probably help me out a little bit. And um, I made sure I got really good grades that, that freshman year, and I came down there, and uh, you know, I remember meeting with the, the folks at the school, and just I was so focused on getting in, and I think they could see that passion. That I just I needed to be here. Um, I didn't know Belmont even existed. I would have maybe applied there. I just I knew I needed to, I wanted to go to school. The school is in Nashville. I needed to be in Nashville. You know, I got in my first day getting in. First day moving to Nashville, I applied for a, a job at the Country Music Association, and I had a, a job from day one of being in this town. And uh, just the school was really just a, a way for me to to. Um, have a, a, you know, have buy some time to figure out how this town worked and operated, and you know, and try to attack it from all all sides. Well, in in outside of Nashville's own obvious history, what appealed to you personally about being in the South, and and why have you stuck around this part of the country? Yeah, man, it's just it's, you know, it's a part of the world I didn't really know know much about um, until I started, you know, really started started listening to Hank Jr. He's one of the kind of that's why I first started hearing about Alabama. You know, I mentioned a lot of his songs. And uh, this this other uh, this culture that uh, there's so many people that are country fans, you know, which I've learned. If you're talking about moving out of the country and outside of this country, I mean, the further north you go, it seems like the more people that love country music, love the lifestyle, are uh, you know really show their colors and really you know they come out and they're proud to be a country music fan. And they and you know you go to play in Europe and and France and UK. I mean, I've been to festivals in Norway where. You think you're pulling up uh, to a festival down in, in Mississippi? I mean, just old the, the trucks and stuff. I don't know how they get these old pickup trucks over there and the flags and, and people, you know, walking around, you know, helmets of beer on them and, and just you know all the country, they are all old school country songs. It's crazy. Um, it's just a, it's a lifestyle that goes far beyond the south. But um, yeah, it's just a lot of culture, a lot of history, a lot of uh, a lot of a. Uh, it's just the music. I don't know. I've been there for 23 years now. Up here in Nashville, which you all would call the Mid-South. i got a, a buddy in Birmingham who he, he refuses to call Nashville the South. He calls it the Mid-South. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just. Uh, I, I think it revolves a lot around, obviously, the music and the history of country music. And um, I, I love living here. Well, can you tell me a little bit about your exposure to and your experience in Alabama? Oh God! Um, you know, I guess one of the, the first songs that probably turned me on to country music back in 1989 was "Midnight in Montgomery." Uh, you know, and just and hearing that Alan Jackson song and hearing about Hank and and you know and and visiting his tomb is is that graveyard and just the mysteriousness of it and and the the rich history of, of, of music of all kinds, but certainly country music. And um, I mean, I've played pretty much everywhere there is to play, it seems like, in Alabama. Um, Tuscaloosa many, many times, uh, back when I was touring cross or Agweed, trying to think of the bar we used to play there a lot. I think is it called Dixie now. I think back in the day it was called um, Ju- Jupiter, maybe. Jupiter, uh, that's right. Jupiter, yeah. Gosh, I played there a lot. We celebrated a birthday there one time, and the, and the guys convinced me that we were, the police were were coming to arrest us, arrest me because of some stuff that had gone down the night before in Florida. And I walked to the bus in the Jupiter's and uh, there's two police officers sitting in there. And I'm just, I'm just my dumbass. I had, no, I had no idea what was going on. Even though it was my birthday, I really thought we were being arrested or something. And then turns out it was a little, uh, 
the boys have got a little uh, little strip show put together for me right in the floor of Ozubers. Middle of the day, pretty pretty uh, fun experience. But I, I played there a lot. Always always uh, love the history of that the uh, country music that comes from there, and even now in the Muscle Shoals sound and, and lots and lots of documentaries. I'm just uh, it's always special to play there for sure. Well, can you remember how exactly becoming a parent changed you as a songwriter? Was it something that started maybe when you're expecting, or, or do you feel like your style or perspective has changed through your music now that you're a father? Are your kids always present in your art? No, um, they're not. Um, but I, I feel like becoming a father really, um, you know, it's like it's a 2.0 version of life. You see everything totally different. Um, and I, I think as a songwriter, if you're going to write songs that keep moving forward and keep reflecting, you know, don't when it's stuck writing about the same old stuff over and over again, nostalgia or where you grew up and just kind of always hammering those same themes. You want to move on and, and try to branch out as a songwriter. Um, you know, it's an important step is to keep living life and, 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 and when you have kids and you move into the next realm, it definitely makes you search deeper. My last record riser, you know, my dad passed away, my son Knox was born. So this is a lot to draw from, a lot of dirt to dig into. And, uh, this record just, you know, Continue to, you know, I've been married 10 years and three kids and just looking at relationships from a, that perspective as opposed to just uh, <clears throat> the more useful one you find out there predominantly, of, you know, young love and hookups and hangouts and breakups. It's uh, it's fun to be able to write from a, uh, it's fun. It's, it's uh, more honest, I think, a little to write from a, a, a new ground and, and new territory and I'm lucky to be able to have a, um, that, that, a real life around me to, to draw from. So when I go out there in the road, I can still act like I'm 13 years old and stage, you know, rocking and sing the songs I've always sung, but also have a, you know, be able to draw on some more, uh, some heavier stuff when, when needed. Yeah. And, and your, your latest album, Black is obviously a very personal record. Is, is creating that kind of art difficult for you or does personal subject matter seem to pour out of you and translate pretty well through music? Why, why is it important to sh- to share those things through art and music in such a public way. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to make. I'm really trying to make just great records that are totally separate of touring and, and, and just standalone pieces, like a like a book or something. That's really been focused throughout. But really, in the last these last since the Bluegrass record I made in 2010, it's really been the primary focus just to separate them completely from music and uh, from touring rather. And uh, yeah, I mean to, to do that for me, uh, you know. I gotta, I gotta draw upon life experiences and and try to make them as that for me to make them as personal as possible uh, in a way that still feels universal that people can hear them and find something that connects them back to their own life um, is the goal. I want to go up there and stage and sing something very personal that also feels very universal to the fans that listen to them. It's a, it's a long process. It's not fun. It takes you know at least a year and a half and. My, I write kind of like a shotgun blast, so there's just a lot out there, and it's very scattered and unfocused. But then once I've got a theme, I'm able to kind of zero in on it a little bit and kind of lock it down a little bit more, and uh, and then try to make a record that really, um, yeah, re- reflects that and uh, is is it has a theme and a thread throughout. And uh, what I've been doing recently too is listening to a lot of outside songs in Nashville and uh, writing as many as I can. If, more than I ha- ever have, but also listening to as many outside songs as possible, and so I can. Once I find a theme, I can, you know, have that the help to, to wrap, you know, wrap that theme up with some great songs that uh, exist.
in this in this community here in Nashville. Well, in in my last question, uh, you're somebody who obviously loves touring and, and playing live, and, and as somebody who has lived and played in different parts of the country and, and everywhere has great crowds, but I'm curious, what do you think makes the South unique, specifically playing live shows there? Well, yeah, I mean the South, the source, you know, it's 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 going back to where um, it all comes from, and everyone, it's, you know, when you play the South. A lot of times, like playing Nashville, but heading for the south, you, know, you can't really bullshit anybody. Just everyone knows this music inside and out. Everyone, you know, knows somebody that plays country music, and uh, it's it's you gotta you know you gotta bring a little extra when you come down there because you're playing. It's not like you're you know, when you go head up to upstate New York and play. Everyone's so grateful to see you, and they're excited to show you their country, and and it's 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 different. You come down. Snack the woods. It's like, man, everyone, what do you got? You know, show us what you got, because we we know some of the plays. My my brother plays. I play. You know, we're all we know this music really well. It's our music. So um, yeah, it's, it's always you know bringing everything you got, and and uh, it, it I don't know what to say. It means a lot to me. It's uh, I see really any of the SEC schools on the on the on the on our touring schedule. It's it's, it's exciting because I love being down there because everyone speaks a common language of country music, it feels like. Um, but it's also you want to go down there and you, you know everyone's just coming in, come through before you, and you got to you know step it up if you want to leave a mark. Well, Dirk Bentley, thank you so much for the time. Congratulations. Thank on you, Black. man. Yeah, and have a great show in Tuscaloosa. Really looking forward I, uh, to it. I really appreciate the interview. I thought it was some really thoughtful questions. So thank you. Strong. Got a new girl, she's got it going on We drink all